What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show on Sherdog.com And today I'm looking at uh, the bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts There is uh, actually a very good UFC fight night card uh, We don't hear that phrase uttered often, if we're, if we're being honest uh, And there are two uh, good one championship cards as well Octagon also have a card We'll have a quick look through that and see if there's anything And I'm sure there's... Uh, other promotions uh, having cards as well this weekend, so a big week in the world of uh, of mixed martial art as we come up to uh, as we come up to the the holiday season here. Um, there actually is loads of MMA over the over Christmas period, but um, look, we'll we'll deal with that when we come to it, I suppose. Um, looking back on last week, two bets out of the four correct, and the flyer didn't, didn't come on. That flyer that was a bad flyer. I'll, I'll admit it, that was a bad flyer last week. Um, the bets that didn't happen, Julia Butt. I thought Julia Butt won that fight against Aspenad. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I had, I actually didn't bet it myself to be honest, but I had the bet given. I had a couple of other bets that, you know, it was, it was a, it was a 50 50 week. And, uh, the Brendan Lock Nan one as well. I gave Bubba Jenkins based on the price. I said if he gave me a straight up bet, I'd go Lock Nan. And uh, I was right, <laughs> but the vet was wrong, so that was definitely an L. But the other two won Deja and Wilkinson, so, um, you know, two out of four w- with the flyer outside of that as well. Not a not a terrible week, but I wasn't I wasn't that happy with it, to be honest. That Lachnan one was a big miss because he beat him so badly, you know. I thought the price was wrong on one side, the price was actually probably wrong on the other side. So, yeah, that was a, a bad bit miss by me, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the savvy betters and the savvy listeners here probably... Uh, <laughs> probably got it right <laughs> where I got it wrong so um yeah we'll get into this week anyway before we do that uh please bear responsibly um don't go mad you know if if you're listening to me and you messed up on Bobby Jenkins last week you're probably happy you didn't go mad betting so yeah as I said uh just uh take it handy take it easy Christmas is coming up save your money for that you know have have a, have a, have a bet for fun but don't uh don't overdo it right um Let's get straight into it, so, and go for the first bet of the week. And I'm, I'm going to start with my two one championship bets. Uh, and the first one, I was actually very surprised to see this price. Um, and this, the, so, the, you, you notice when there's one championship cards, the betting usually comes out a little bit later for one championship. And uh, I was looking at this last night, and uh, it kind of popped up. Literally, as I was going to bed, and I was looking at this price, and I was like... Is this correct? And do you know what? The pro- it's actually changed again since this morning. So Rinia the Ritter against Anatoly Malyakin. I'm going for Ritter for my first bet of the week, and he's plus 105 right now. Plus 105. Which, to me, okay, like it's... Uh, it, it makes sense in a way, you know, he's he, he's he's gone up um, in ways. He is... Uh, you know he's fighting against a very good guy, a very good undefeated guy. He, you know he's undefeated as well, and it's it's going to be a massive, massive test. You know uh, my previous show about before this, if it's not already out, um, and I, I, you know, I kind of went through it how good Ma- uh, um, uh, Malyakin is, what way I think the Ritter will fight him, and all of that, and like. I think the Ritter is kind of a bad style match for him. Now, may, maybe the one thing I missed out on was the size. But I also think, like, the Ritter, 
He's a big guy. Like I was talking last week. So with one championship and the weight cutting as well, it's hard to know exactly where, where it lands. So, you know, to have it down here in Sherdog as a 225-pound catchweight. So we can take that as reality. You know, they're kind of, they're kind of light heavyweight. And I know Malyakin has fought up and down the weights uh, previously. But uh, our, the Raiders fought up and down the weights previously. And I think Malyakin has fought at heavyweight and light heavyweight. So, he's a, you know, he's a bigger guy. But when you look at when you look at the matchup itself, right? So for the Ritter, he's, he's a wrestler. We are we are. If you've watched any of the Ritter, you know he's a, he's a wrestler. Doesn't really set up much, but he's very fast. And I think that's the kind of thing that in the preview that I I spoke to that his speed, I think, is a very very tough thing for guys even at lower weights to deal with. Um. What happened? His last fight, fight uh, Big Dash, almost got him in a guillotine, and that was the only one I've seen recently to give him any sort of defense or trouble when he's doing that. And the guillotine, yeah, look, he almost got him, but you know he ended up getting strangled. Um, he's very good at giving space on the ground and being able to control guys. The one issue here is, will Malyakin be too big and too strong? That's an issue. Now, what he's very good at, he's a pressure striker, good overhand right, good jab, um, very, very good hooks. He's just a very, very good striker, but he's used to fighting bigger men. Um, And I think he's a good offensive wrestler, but his defensive wrestling, I don't know how good that is. You know, he's fast as well. He catches legs, but he looks fast against kind of heavyweights or bigger men like that whereas the reader can look fast when he is the bigger man fighting you know welterweights or middleweights or whatever it might be I wonder will that difference in speed be a big factor here now maybe the difference in strength and the difference in power will actually play a bigger factor and maybe that's what the the betting uh, the betting lines are thinking here but I just think the reader like if he it, look if he doesn't get that takedown it's going to be a very very tough night for him but I think the way he's so dominating with his takedowns and so quick to get inside, I'll say it again the word quick, so quick to get inside, I think Malyakin's going to have big trouble with that. Holding him down is going to be an issue. But we've seen the Ritter, he always finds a way. He finds a submission, he finds a way of holding someone down. And if he can get past the size, or, or if the size isn't an issue, like if they go in there and they're both around a similar size, and like I, I don't think there will be mass, there will be a massive difference. Like the Ritter's very tall and stuff, but when I say size, I mean like you know heft. Maybe <laughs> is the word uh, is the word to do. Malyak is definitely the heftier lad, whereas the Ritter, you know, taller and then size you're longer. Um, if that space that he gives on the ground usually isn't evident or isn't a factor where, like, sometimes you give someone space and they try to push off, but the reader's too strong for them. If Malyakin is too strong in that area and can push the reader off and the reader can stay on top of him and use his kind of his funky passing in wrestling, I, I it could be big issues for him. But I've just seen too much of the reader or, like, being... You know, watching watch his last few fights, but come back and watched, I don't know, his 16 fights, probably, you know, at least six or seven of them anyway. I've never seen that. That's the strongest part of his game. So I'm expecting Malyakin to win this fight based on stopping the strongest part of the Raiders' game. Now, that's often a thing that does happen in mixed martial arts. So that's not out of the question by any means. But will it happen? Will it happen? And my, my call is I don't think so. My call is I don't think so. Like when I was when I was looking at these betting lines, I was expecting the Ritter to be a, like a minus two hundred or something like that. I thought he'd be a big favorite here, even though you know Malyakin is obviously very good and they're fighting. You know he's fighting up weight and everything like that. But um, 
No, I'm, I'm going for the Ritter. I think that plus 105 price is good enough. I think he'd be able to, uh, you know, uh, the speed as well. When I talk about speed, and I know I mentioned that word five times, it's breaking the distance between outside and inside with the wrestling very quickly. That's where the Ritter's speed really shows. And I think if he can show that speed against Maliak and take him down, and if he can hold him down, I think he'll win the fight. So that plus 105 price for a guy who's 16-0 undefeated, one of the best fighters outside of the UFC, outside of the, the big North American organizations, and probably inside him too if he fought there. Like, even if he was to lose this fight, I, I would still think that he's a very dominant, very good ground fighter. Um, I think that's a great price. So plus 105 for Rinia the Ritter there is absolutely, uh, is absolutely fantastic. Right, the next bet I'm going for uh, is also in one championship, uh, and it's uh, Janelle Olsen. Who's fighting uh, Ming Bo, and she is minus one two five in this fight, and I really really like that price. Now Ming Bo herself is minus one oh five, so she is uh, just about the underdog. It's you know as I said, those prices just came out, so they probably will you know naturally fluctuate between now and uh, and when the, the card happens. But <clears throat> I was so impressed with Awesome. So impressed watching uh, her fights um, that someone as good as Ming Bo, I think, and I said this in the previous show as well, someone as good as Ming Bo needs someone like really, really good to beat her because she is so well-rounded and she can she can kind of do it all, you know? If you watch any of her fights, it's very evident to see that she had 25 fights and she's won, you know, 19 of them, which is you know, a very, very good record, but... You know, recently she lost it to Tiffany Teo, and that's the fight I watch where Tiffany Teo is big, uh, and I, I watched a few different fights. But uh, she's big and she's tall and she's strong and she can do a lot. You know, she can she can fight in all different ways. And if you look at Ming Bo, she is the type of fighter who's will fight you on the outside and jab on the outside and kick the kick the leg on the outside for the whole fight if you allow her. And she will win a fight that way. She has no problem doing that. You know, we we wonder by who we'll get to later on fighting this weekend as well. And he'll do this exact same thing. Like, if you don't come in, um, make a point of coming in, be you know, have a bit of bravery to come inside and fight Wonderboy inside, he's just going to pick you apart from the outside. Now, he might knock you out if you do that, but that's, that's just a fact of the matter, I think. And Ming Bo's a, a bit like that as well. And people are very slow to actually come in and strike with her because she's dangerous, because she can pick you off, because she can hit and she, she has a hard... She throws that right hand so hard. Um, very good defensively as well. So she's a hard fighter to fight against. The one part of the, the, the fight I see that will go for Olsen is... Well, there's two parts of the fight I think will go for Olsen. I think she is a better jab, which is a weird thing to say against Ming Bo because she is such a good jab. And I think the wrestling will be uh, in her favor because Ming Bo has good wrestling, good defensive wrestling. But up until a point, it was a Tiffany Taylor fight, I'm pretty sure, where she stopped the wrestling, stopped the wrestling, and then got taken down and then continued to get either dominated on the ground or taken down again in the next round. You have to be very brave to do that, though, and very brave to beat her in that sort of way. Now, first of all, from the striking point of view, and this is a big point of why I'm picking Olsen, she throws really good high kicks from both feet from far on the outside. So usually in Ming Bo fights, I'll say it again, she beats people from the outside. I think Olsen is big and 
long and is very good at fighting from the outside as well. So I don't think Ming Bo will actually be able to do that to her as much as she's able to do it to other people. Um, she keeps that right hand stuck in your face all the time, just throws it and throws it and throws it. And um, it, she has really lovely striking when it always looks for the takedown. I'm sorry, she keeps the jab in your face. When I said right hand, I, mean, I was wrong. It keeps the jab in your face all the time. She's a very, very good jab. And I was, you know, as I said, better jab. The right hand is her issue. Now, I know I had right hand here in my notes, and I was like, yes, I need to remind this. I said this in the previous show as well, but I'll say it again because it's worth repeating here. It feels like, you know, you watch a fight. You you know, you watch 10, 15 fights this weekend, 20 fights this weekend. And if someone is uh, an orthodox fighter, they usually have a good right hand, right? Maybe other parts of the game are lacking. Maybe not the best wrestler. Maybe not the best defensively. Maybe not the best defensive wrestler. Maybe not the best jiu-jitsu or whatever. Or one or all of those things. But usually, you know, someone... The, the worst fighters in the world have a good right hand, if you get me. Olsum is the is the opposite. She's good everywhere else, and her right hand is just, it lacks. It really does lack. She kind of falls over, and I don't know whether she's left-handed and fights as an orthodox fighter because she wants to use her jab, and it would make sense because her jab is so good. Uh, and I just, I just after, I'm just after thinking of that, but that does make sense. But that's the one part of her game I feel is kind of lacking. Um... But when she does kind of throw it, it's usually with the the one to get the fight to the ground or the one to just leave it out there. She f- kind of falls across on it and it actually kind of works to her benefit sometimes because she gets into the clinch, which is good for her because she's big and strong and likes to get the fight to the ground as well. Um, so I think that's one issue. And if Mingbo can, can kind of, you know, wait for the right hand to come and counter off of that, I think it's a big thing for her. But... I gave you two reasons there why I think Olsen will win the fight, the high kicks and the jab. But the, the main reason is she's way better attacking than she is defending. And the way to beat Mingbo is to attack her, whether it's with strikes that you can land and try to be defensively good, which is an issue if she chose the right hand, but I think she can do it with kicks, or when you're attacking and you wrestle her. And that's exactly what Olsen does. On both counts. So I think also in the fight, uh, I think at plus 105, I think it's a very, very good price. And, uh, sorry, uh, minus one, minus 125. The Raiders plus 105. She's minus 125. I think it's a good price. And, uh, yeah, I think she'll, uh, I think she'll get the job done. So, yeah, I'm going for, uh, Gene Olsen there to, to win that one against, uh, against Ming Bo. Right. The next, uh, fighter I am going for and the next fight I'm going for is Marchi Casey. And I'm going for him to win inside the distance. At plus, uh, let me just check here again, plus 240. So, um, you know, GKC has kind of had a, a revolution recently, and he's fighting Michael Johnson, obviously, uh, which is, some would say, maybe a step up. You know, Michael Johnson is a very, or has been a very, very good fighter down through the years. Um, GKC in his last two fight, fought Boroshev and um, Demir Hanzovic. Before that, he had fought. Rafael Alves, Rafael Fizayev, you know, beat Lando Venata and Joseph Duffy and after losing Nazar Hackbrass and Dan Hooker. So he's, you know, he's fought some very good. He's had a very, you know, he's not had a great time in the, in the UFC, if we're being honest. I thought it'd be a lot, lot better. He started off with three wins, then he had three losses, then two wins, then two losses, then two more wins. Like when GKC came in as someone, you know, covering it in this side of the world, seen him coming up you know a lot of people were, were shocked by his wrestling i'd seen his wrestling five or six years ago <laughs> whenever a while i knew he'd a good wrestler i knew he's a good wrestler i knew he's a good striker and a dynamic striker so 
when I um, saw him come to the UFC and kind of struggle and maybe not show his wrestling and just to kind of show his dynamic striking and then kind of it fails a little bit and he doesn't go back to wrestling in fights, I was like, mm, what, what's going on here? It was, there was just something missing. And now he's gone back to his wrestling, really using the last two fights. And I think it's benefited him just by getting a couple of wins. Now, if you can add that dynamic striking and the very good uh, you know, wrestling together, well, he's on to an absolute winner here. And Michael Johnson is a great fighter to show that against. Now, I've been a big fan of Michael Johnson now through the years. I think he's a very, very good fighter. He Even in his glasses, he always shows something. He always turns up dangerous. He always lands that left hand. You know, and in a lot of his fights, he ends up either going to decision or losing or getting finished in like the, the second or maybe third round or something like that. While always kind of been in there. Now, in his last, what, six fights, he's only won one, which is... Uh, someone 36 years of age, it's, it's it's high time you need to start winning a little bit more at a bigger rate than that to probably keep your job in the UFC. And that's unfortunate, but it's 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 factual, I suppose, if we if we look at, uh, you know, past being prologue. Um, but to me, the, look, the key to this fight, and the reason I'm going for Chikese to win uh, inside the distance, and I love that price, I really, really love that price of plus 240, is that I think he can showcase a bit of everything in this fight. Um... Like, you look uh, you look at Chikese, you look at his record and those five losses, two submissions, three decisions. He's never been knocked out. You know, he, I don't think he's one of those guys that will go in there and strike with someone and take big strikes and be beaten in that fashion, you know? Michael Johnson is a southpaw. He's a dangerous fighter. It's, it's uh, By all means, he can hit him and he can knock him out. Michael Johnson can knock anyone out. We've seen that. You know, I must knock out Habib and loads more. Um or was it Habib? Gaethje. Gaethje, I'm a And was it Habib as well? Let me just check. Let me just check that. Because, but anyway, we'll forget about that. He, I just think that if uh, Jacasey can open up a bit, if Jacasey can do a bit of everything, uh, it was Habib as well. Sorry, I'm just looking here. I'm distracted. Uh, I think he's really onto a winner here because, like, if you think about it, Michael Johnson, right? He, Michael Johnson will come out and he'll strike with you. I don't think Michael's going to be wrestling J.K.C. straight away. He'll probably be expecting the wrestling from J.K.C. Right, and we might get some wrestling from J.K.C. And if we do, it, you know, if we do, I think he'll probably land some big ground upon and he'll make it a tough night. And if that turns into three rounds of that, I would probably expect to finish there as well from J.K.C., if I'm being honest. But... I have a feeling that Jacasey will kind of mix up the wrestling and the striking here. And if he does, and especially if he strikes like second, third round, I think I, I, I think he'll catch Johnson with a big shot and I think he'll get him out of there. Because a lot of the times Jacasey's gone in there and he's fighting with lads maybe that'll push him against the cage and look to win a decision or, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Like these lads are looking to keep their jobs, if we're being honest. Whereas Michael Johnson has never really fought that way, has he? Like, everyone listening to this has seen Michael Johnson now through the years. Michael Johnson's a really fun fighter. You know, Michael Johnson's a guy you'd want to watch. If Michael Johnson's on a card, you want to watch it, win or lose. And that's, to me, that's a fact. And I, I would hope everyone would, would agree with me when I say that. And I think Jacasey might play into that a little bit. And I, I like... If he can keep it safe early, where Johnson is most dangerous, and open up a bit in the second round, which we we've and he's I see fighting out of American Top Team now as well. I think we've seen a bit of that from American Top Team fighters and from more fighters where they're, you know a lot of lads now are fighting to kind of survive the first round, win the second round. 
which is working a lot, honestly. And and when I say survive is probably the wrong word there, but kind of get through or weather, you know, whatever's coming in, in the first round and then win in the second round. I think if Jacasey can do that, I really think he can land big shots if the fight is on the feed, especially, and get Johnson out of there. So, like, Jacasey, we, we got through the, the, the money nine bets in the second and the prices, but Jacasey to win inside the distance at plus 240. I just, I just think it's a great bet. I really, really do think it's a great bet, and uh, yeah, that's my my third bet for the week. My fourth bet for the week uh, is a very similar bet, and it's Rafael dos Anjos to win inside the distance as well, and that is plus one seven five. And uh, do you know what? There actually isn't much of a difference between this call uh, and <laughs> and the last one. So. Uh, Dos Anjos is fighting uh, against Brian Barberena. I think it's I think it's the co-main event uh, of this card. And now you look at and you say Brian Barberena. He's only you know been uh, been KO'd or TKO'd twice in his career. I honestly think this is a really really bad matchup at a really bad time in Bam Bam's career because. Look, I, I, what did I say about Jacasey? He can wrestle with you. He can strike with you. And that's exactly what Dos Anjos can do with Barberina. And I just, like, I really think this is the type of fight as well where Dos Anjos can kind of showcase all of that. Now, if he makes any mistake, if he gets tired, if he has issues in the fight, Barberina will still be there and will make it a big issue. But I think if it starts well for Dos Anjos and if it continues to go well for Dos Anjos, I think it'll go very, very well for Dos Anjos. I really, really do. Uh, look, we've seen the, the Matt Brown fight and other fights recently. Um, you know, even that Robbie Lawler fight, which he ended up winning, if I, if memory serves me correct. Like, Dos Anjos had issues in that, and big issues. And I think against a guy like Dos Anjos, who is, you know, getting on a little bit now, he's 38 years of age, absolutely. But, you know, he went five rounds in his last fight with, with Faziev in, in a good fight, ended up obviously getting finished in, in, in the end of that. But win five rounds in these two previous fights as well. One against uh, Money Moicano and the other against Paul Felder. That was obviously back a while ago. But the, it was only in March was the the the, the Moicano fight, and in July Fazayev as well. Like he's he's still there. Like he's still a very good fighter. He's still a very good fighter. And I'm not sure if Barbarina can kind of hang with someone like that. And I think do you know one thing as well. Like we talked about them being five round fights there. I think Dos Anjos, if he can open up and fight some more three-round pace, obviously this is a three-round fight, I think that can benefit him. I think it can benefit him a lot. And look, we've seen Dos Anjos down through the years. The, his ability to put a guy against the cage, land big shots off of it, or take guys down and land big shots on the ground is very, very good. And I think as well, another a big part of this, which is kind of being missed, you look at the level of guys who've been fighting, right? Fizayev, Mykanov, Felder, Chiesa, Leon Edwards, the champion, Kevin Lee, Usman, Covington, Lawler, Magny, for for the last five years. And no, with no disrespect to Brian, Bar- Brian Barberina, this is a step down from those, right? Uh, with I, I would say no exceptions. And whenever, whenever we see a kind of a step down in competition, it either goes very, very badly or it goes very, very well. And would, like we don't see it that often in MMA anymore because 
you you get into the tile picture and it's almost harder to get out of it. It is harder to get out of it and get into it. Look at look at the lightweight picture at the moment. Fucking Gaethje and Chandler and Poirier just seemed like a roundabout of who's number two and not getting a title fight for like five years. It's all nine. But um, when the one example I always give, look what happened when Jose Aldo fought Jeremy Stevens, right? That's the <laughs> that's the example I give. Like let's say John Jones came back and he fought. Johnny Walker or someone like that. I think it'll be very, very tough. No, well, maybe John Jones is a little bit different because he's been out so long. But you know what I mean. Uh, let's say, okay, Max Holloway comes back and he fights, you know, number nine in the featherweight division, whoever the fuck that is. Going to be a very, very th- a tough time for them. And I think this, this is not exactly that. But I think this is one where the class will show. And I think Brian, Bar- Brian Barberina, for as tough as he is, I think he's going to find it hard to hang with the Sanjos, and I think over three rounds, I think the Sanjos will put it on him, and I think he will uh, he will win the fight inside the distance. Plus one seventy five, I like that bet. Right, my flyer of the week, and it's you know what, it's not so much a flyer this week, I, I, but it's a good price. So it's wonder by to win by decision at plus 350 so all the UFC fights this week all props but I like all the props honestly I all, last week was all straight up bets this week we have three props two straight up bets but I like this prop plus 350 for wonder by to win by decision is the flyer of the week now I couldn't get over honestly I couldn't get over the price of this fight um, and wonder by was one of my straight up bets when looking for a flyer and I think this is the best one I could find there was a few other ones out there as well, but this was this was the best one I think. Wonderboy is plus one four five to win this fight straight up. I don't know. Now everyone knows. Look, he's he's right there behind me and the thing. So I'm a bit I'm a bit biased. I'm a bit biased towards Wonderboy. And no, don't get me wrong. He's the like I'm a fan of all fighters, but one I love Wonderboy's style, and I, I've he's the only one I'd say I, uh, fighter I'd say I'm a fan fan of. But. I will keep my professionalism here and try to look at it. And it was funny, I was talking to over in the Severe Man podcast this week with Graham, and uh, I kind of let him talk about it before I started to talk, and he said exactly what I was thinking. I've talked to another couple of people as well about this fight, and um, I think a lot of people are in agreement here that Wonderboy will have to take a massive deterioration in his career uh, to lose this fight. Because, like, Kevin Lee is a good fighter. And, like, at one stage, I thought Kevin... I, you know, I was taking Kevin Lee to the moon. You know, I, I thought Kevin Lee... Or, sorry, Kevin Lee. Kevin Holland. I've Kevin Lee in the mind since the, the last one. Kevin Holland. Like, I thought he could be um, a future champion. You know, I, I thought I thought he could be that good. He went in there against Jack Red, no problems and all that. But I just think since then... And, you know, he's made a bit of a resurgence and all that. But I just think... I think he's probably... A little bit. Judging by this line, he's massively overrated. I think, but I do, I do, I do think he's a little bit overrated. Like, how's he going to beat Wonderboy? Like, Kevin Holland's not a great wrestler, and great wrestlers before have struggled against Wonderboy. Like, Bilal Muhammad to me is a very, very, very good wrestler, and he's probably not a great wrestler in the sense of like a Colby or a, an Usman or anything like that. But I think the way he uses wrestling for MMA is really, really like George St. Pierre like, and and that's I really rate Bilal. I think he's very good. And I wonder, is you know that Bilal fight uh, a reason why Wonderboy is at a price like this? Like I would actually suggest looking more at the um, uh, at the Vicente Luque fight. Like to me, Vicente Luque is just a better version of Kevin Holland. Really, maybe he's not as big or, or whatever, but 
I like. I really think he is. I, I, I think yeah, I think he's a better version. And wonder by you know, wonder by had an easy night against Vicente Luque. I know. Okay, it's when was it? It was in two thousand nineteen. Now, so it's a while back. You know, wonder by obviously lost to Bilal and lost to Burns, but both of them, both of them were both you know by decision. A lot of wrestling in them as well. Is Kevin Holland going to do that now? Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe wonder by he's not the same fighter. And you know, it's almost a year since that Bilal fight. So you know, he's another year old or what age? You know, thirty nine. Maybe it all will play into it. Maybe I'm absolutely wrong. But I th- like, and as well, a big part of this, a massive part of this is Kevin Holland is the type of fighter who, not always, but can, and you, I would say usually, get stuck in someone else's rhythm. He can get, he gets, just gets drawn into someone else's fight, someone else's rhythm. Now, he, he's a lot of talent, so a lot of times he wins those fights. But against Wonderboy, like, let's say Wonderboy is as good as he was. In his last three fights at any stage. Like, will Wonderboy, as I said with like Ming Boy earlier, will he not just kick you from the outside, kick that leg, jab you up a little bit? You know, win the fight now. If Kevin Holland come, comes in, I thought, I, I thought I'd call him Kevin League and everything. If he comes in, land a big right hand or land a big kick or something like that. Like, I really, I, I, I just, I see this as Wonderboy kind of running around on the outside, picking Kevin Holland off for five rounds. I do. And I, I think... Uh, the reason I've gone for for a decision as well is I actually don't think Kevin Holland will sprint inside with the chance of taking a big shot. He's like to me, he's one of those fighters. He he kind of you know, the, the, the <laughs> he he's probably a, an anti open scoring type of fighter where like he'd be shocked if he heard the score. Like he could be four rounds down. Everyone watching knows he's four rounds down. The judges having four rounds down, and Holland probably thinks he's four rounds up. You know, he comes across to me as one of those fighters, and I think that's a bad way to be against Wonderboy. So Wonderboy decision, that's the bet, and that's the one I'm going for. Right, let's run through these cards quickly here. Um, uh, let, let's start with, uh, there's, there's an UFC card this weekend. Um, there is the Octagon card uh, as well this weekend. I'm sure you'll, you'll hear a lot about that. I see Katarina Delidza is on this card as well. She's minus 180 uh, fighting Monica Choklova at plus 150. I think that's a good bet there, minus 180. She's been on a good run uh, recently, and uh, she's a very, very good fighter. So interesting. Keep keep an eye on that uh, that card, and, and Octagon have been doing good things over the last while, so very, very interested there. Let's look at one championship. Um... Jar Brooks fighting for the the uh, strawweight title against Joshua Pacquiao. Pacquiao, the champion, is plus three hundred. Brooks is minus four hundred, and I think that's look. I think it's probably about right to be honest. Um, Pacquiao has a chance if he can keep it on the feet, but I I think Brooks's wrestling is going to be tough for him there. Um, Jehe Escuchio, uh, whose name I pronounced right on the previous show, but I probably uh, destroyed it there. Is uh, fighting uh, Young who. Uh, plus two hundred for for who? Uh, you know, I'd probably go for that. I I think uh, uh, I think it's an evenly matched enough fight. And if you're betting the price, I would probably bet on that. Rug Rug minus three fifty um, is a very good price. I think a very good price uh, against Ashur uh, is Mizor Gamedov. 
who's plus 275. I watched him and he's not great, to be honest. Uh, Amir Ali Akbari is on minus 400. I think that's almost a guaranteed win against Brandon Vera, plus 300. Jeremy Pazio is minus 300 against plus 240, Tile Tang. Ming Bo, minus 105 against Ginny Olsen, as I said, plus, minus 125. Desung Park, plus 300 against a minus 400. Lowen Tynanis, the, the greatest nickname in MMA, Tynanosaurus Rex. Um... I think Tynanis will win that, but Park is a good fighter, and Tynanis has been off for a while, and, you know, if he can't get his wrestling going, it could, get, it could be an issue, but yeah, I'll go for Tynanis. Then the Ritter, plus 105, minus 135 for Malyakin. Edson Marquez, minus 155, plus 125 for Lang. I like Edward Feiling. They're like, I watch Marquez, I'm not that impressed with him. Now, Feiling is getting on a bit, and maybe he's not the fighter he once was, but, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go off filing in that one. Uh, Denise uh, Zamboana against Lynn Quinn plus 200 for Lynn Quinn. Zamboana minus 260. That was the one I, I said in the previous show. I'll wait for the betting to come out to look at it. I have a kind of a soft spot for Lynn Quinn. I really like her style. Um, plus 200. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe go, go back and listen to my previews. Here, what I said there, and make a decision for yourself. And then Roberto Saldic minus one seventy against a plus one forty. Uh, Ramazanov. I was very close to picking Saldic as one of my bets, and I do think he will win that. I, I think that's a great price. Um, you know, obviously in the preview we broke it down an awful lot, so I leave that to there. But I like Saldic in that one. Um, Ramazanov, very very good fighter, but I think Saldic will win. Uh, then in the UFC, uh, let's run through from the, the bottom to the top. Uh, Estela Nunes is plus 240 minus 280 for Yamzin Jarugwe yeah fair play there um, Gennaro Valdez plus 160 minus 185 it's not weird like and maybe it's just me because I'm covering one championship but like I know the one championship names better than I know the, the UFC names. I never thought that'd be <laughs> never thought that'd be the case. But anyway, but a very good fight. Amanda Hebas versus Tracy Cortez. Minus one ten, minus one ten, a very straight up fight. I like Hebas in this one, honestly, although I really have enjoyed watching Tracy Cortez improve. And I think she is much improved, but uh Hebas I like her at that price. Um Scott Holtzman and Clay Guida. Holtzman is the favourite there, minus one fifty two plus 132 for Guida. I'd probably go for Holtzman there. Darren Elkins, the damage against Jonathan Pierce. You can never rule out Darren Elkins. Let's see what price Darren Elkins is to win in the third round. Can we do that? Darren Elkins, third round win, plus 2500. Why didn't I give that as my flyer? If I'd seen that earlier, 25 to 1, let's do that. Let's do that. Anyway, Nico Price, minus 140, plus 120 for uh, Philip Bro. Mark Chikese is minus 300, straight up in money line, plus 250 for Johnson. I like the inside the distance bet there. As I said, I guess that was one of my bets. Angela Hill, probably get robbed by, uh, in a decision, she'll think, but it'll actually lose. Plus 105, minus 125 against Emily Ducoch, Eric Anders, and Kyle Dawkins. Dawkins is the favourite, plus, minus 225, plus 190 for Eric Anders. Um, yeah, Anders hasn't been great lately. I'd probably go for Dawkins there, all right. A lot of people talking about this Schnell Nicolau fight, minus 380, plus 315 for Schnell. You know, Nicolau is a very good fighter, but I think that's a bit wide. I like Schnell. Schnell can find ways to win. If Schnell turns up at his very best, Schnell is a very, very, very good fighter. Very good fighter. And I think that line is too much. 
you know, if you're giving me straight up money, I'll probably go for Nick Lau. But I, you know what? I like that price. I like that price a lot. Then Barbarina plus 420, man. Minus 550 five, for Dos Anjos. I think that's about right. Um, Jack Hermanson against Roman Delidza. I love that fight. Minus 200 plus one, uh, for uh, Hermanson plus 170 for Delidza. I'm not sure exactly where Hermanson is in his career at this stage. I'd probably take the plus 170 there. Maybe. Maybe wrong. Pavlovich minus 225 plus 190 for Chuivasa. Um, this is an interesting one because, you know, Pavlovich, he's a very good striker, obviously, as is Tuivasa. But has it, like, he should, he's a bit of wrestling. I was talking to a couple of lads about it. They were telling me last night that, you know, he's, people are talking about his Greco and he has good wrestling. On. Like, uh, Pavlovich to win by submission is plus two five zero zero. That to me seems like a big bet, a big big one there. So if you're going for a, another flyer, that is probably the one I would go for. And in the main event, Kevin Holland the favorite, amazingly minus one seventy minus plus one forty five for Thompson. You know that's probably the bet of the week for me. Wonder by plus one forty five. I gave him as the flyer, but I like that bet a lot. Maybe a bit biased, but I like that bet. Right, everyone. Recap the bets. Rene the Ritter plus one oh five over one championship. Janiel Olsum minus one two five. Mark Chikesi to win inside the distance plus two forty. Rafael Desanya to win inside the distance plus one seventy five. And the flyer of the week, my guy. Where is he up there? Stephen Wonder by Thompson by decision plus three fifty. All right, everyone, I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.